Good job, is everyone. Shabbat Shalom. I want to begin tonight by sharing a story from one of my favorite sources of modern wisdom, The Simpsons. Because we had a blizzard yesterday, I'm from California, so I would call it a blizzard. I ended up rewatching one of my favorite episodes of The Simpsons, wherein we find a blizzard. In this particular episode, Bart, the perennial troublemaker, is at risk of failing the fourth grade. And in this particular episode, whether or not he passes the fourth grade depends on one test. Bart has to pass one test in order to pass the fourth grade. And he studies, and he studies, but all of his attempts at studying come to nothing. And finally, we find that it is the night before the big test, and Bart does something that people throughout history have done in times of distress. Bart prays. Bart prays to God and asks God for a miracle. Bart says, please, God, let school be canceled tomorrow. And amazingly, God listens. In the very next scene, we see one snowflake falling. That one snowflake becomes a hundred. Before long, all of Springfield is covered in snow. It's a miracle. It's a blizzard. And the next day, Springfield Elementary is closed. Bart Simpson has a chance to study. And spoiler, he passes the test and passes the fourth grade. Bart, when he is in that place of despair, in that place of hopelessness, calls out to God. And God is there for him. Our tradition teaches that in moments of despair, in moments of hopelessness, God is extra close. The tradition teaches that God loves and has a special degree of concern for the brokenhearted, for the downtrodden, for those who are lost. We say in the Psalms, From my place of suffering, from my place of tsar, I called out to God, and God answered me. We find the same lesson embedded in this week's Torah portion, where we meet a man named Moses at the beginning of the book of Exodus, the beginning of the book of Shemot, and we discover that Moses, like Bart, has suffered. Moses, like Bart, has endures in the first few chapters of the book of Exodus several rough events. First, when he is born, he is sentenced to be killed, to be thrown into the Nile. He isn't born, but instead he is separated from his mother. He is raised in the palace in a foreign culture. And then once he has his moment of awareness, once he goes out into the streets, he discovers how cruel human beings can be to one another. And he reacts to this cruelty by striking down someone, by committing murder, and this leads to him fearing that his adopted father, Pharaoh, is going to kill him, and he flees. And he spends 40 years in exile, 
a stranger in a strange land by his own admission. And we come to this Moses in the story who has already experienced all of this trauma and find him, like Bart, lost, hopeless. He's a shepherd now. And one day when he is out with his flock of sheep, a specific, a particular sheep goes astray. And Moses, the loyal, dutiful shepherd, follows that one sheep, and all of a sudden something in the distance, he catches his eye, and he looks. Something compels him to go towards that thing in the distance, that glinting, shiny, burning thing, and he discovers he discovers a bush engulfed in flame. He takes off his shoes and approaches. And when Moses says to this burning bush, when Moses asks this burning bush what it is, the burning bush that we know is a representation of God, tells Moses the three most important words in all of the Torah, more important than the Shema, more important than the Via Hafta, more important than the Ten Commandments. God's response when Moses asks the bush what it is, is, asher I am what I am, or I will be what I will be. These words are so crucial, so important, because the Torah is telling us that there is hope. The Torah is telling Moses in this time when he is hopeless, when he feels very deeply the pain and the suffering of the Israelites in slavery. God is reminding him of the power of transformation. God is reminding him through this name that change and growth is possible. This is a name that says to all of us that we should believe that change is possible. This is a name that has offered comfort and hope to people in moments of suffering, in moments of darkness from that moment on. And perhaps one of the best examples that we have of when these particular words offered comfort to people in very dire circumstances is in the Warsaw Ghetto, recorded in a work, Eish Kodesh, Sacred Fire, by Kalanimus Kalman Shapira, who was the Rebbe of the Warsaw Ghetto, and although he survived the end of the Warsaw Ghetto, he was murdered six months later. But when he was in the ghetto, he would give shirim. He would give, he would give over classes and drashes on the Parsha. And eventually those drashes were buried and discovered after the war ended and became this book, Sacred Fire, Eish Kodesh. And the Warsaw Ghetto Rebbe was a man like Moses who experienced and witnessed a great deal of suffering. He saw a great deal of loss and tragedy and darkness in that ghetto. But he did not lose hope. He maintained a belief that change was possible, that the world could get better, that we could become better. And he writes in this book of darkness and of pain, he writes about this phrase, he says, I will be, when a person feels that there is nothing worth looking at in his heart and says, 
I am nothing. When a person has lost hope, then his worship takes on the attribute of God's name, Ehiyah. This name is a promise, a promise of what will become. This name of God, which is so essential to this week's Parsha, is meant to remind all of us that no matter how dark it gets, there is hope. And there are many different kinds of suffering. I don't at all mean to equate the suffering of Bart Simpson with the suffering experienced by those in the Warsaw Ghetto. And I know that all of us have experienced in our own way moments of darkness, moments of loss, moments of pain and heartbreak. The Torah portion this week is coming to remind us that even though such moments exist in life, moments that have the potential of transformation exist also. This Parsha is here to remind us to have hope, to believe that change is possible, and to remind us that we are not alone. There is a beautiful midrash to this point from a collection called Shemot Rabbah, where the rabbis, the Mefarshim, ask, why is it that the bush that is consumed with fire, why is it a thorn bush? Why a thorn bush? And the answer given in the midrash goes as follows. Said the Holy One, blessed be God, to Moses, I, God, suffer anguish when Israel does. Learn from this place from which I am speaking to you out of the thorn bush, for I, God, share all of your suffering. God is with us in our thorn bushes. God is with us in those places of darkness. But here's the thing about thorn bushes. I don't really have a green thumb, but I've been told that every bush eventually flowers. And that even those thorn bushes, even those places where we are stuck, light will eventually get through. Every thorn bush will eventually flower. And I want to repeat that again, not for the royal you, but for the people here tonight, the people who might be listening in on live stream, for the people who are hurting, for the people who feel that the walls are closing in on them, who feel that darkness very palpably, for those who have forgotten that there is hope. Every thorn bush will eventually flower. I was told by a teacher that we were supposed to be ambassadors of hope. So I'm here tonight to be an ambassador of hope for all of us. And I want to end with the following blessing. May that force, the force which caused Moses to turn and look, and the force which instilled Moses with hope, may that same force offer to everyone who finds themselves in a narrow place, in a place of darkness. May that force offer them, if not a way out, at least comfort and solace while we are in those places of darkness. Shabbat Shalom.